views expressed on this program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and are not necessarily those of this station, its management, or other advertisers. You're listening to Transformation Talk Radio. The following audio is via a Skype call. When you add be you plus live your purpose, what do you get? Joy. That's the motto of Unstuck Joy with Vicki Todd. Vicki believes you were born with gifts that you're meant to use to make the world a brighter place. Have you ever wondered, is this all life has to offer? There must be more. If you answer yes, then Unstuck Joy is the show for you. Each show will feature a memoir artwork painted by Vicki that taps into universal themes of evolution, hope, inner strength, and self-growth. Vicki will also ask listeners to play along, draw, doodle, collage, write, and or paint your way to soul clarity with art vision journaling. Unstuck Joy will compel you to tune into your soul's whispers to realize your unique dreams. Get ready to get unstuck. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. But you may be thinking, that's not Dr. Pat, and you are right. I'm Vicki Todd. I'm the host of Unstuck Joy, the Art of Living on Purpose. And I'm filling in for Dr. Pat today while she's taking a well-deserved break during this holiday week. So I'm so excited to talk to my guest today. She's my friend and mentor, Georgianne Lucier. And Georgianne is an advocate for women in midlife. She has this really cool community TV show called Midlife Matters. And the tagline is Celebrating Women's Wisdom and Wit. And it's on WPAA TV in Wallingford, Connecticut. And she has written a book called 55 Unite, Welcome, Welcome All Wise Working Women, that she actually calls a call to arms. And this really nifty guidebook, Five Ways to Grow After 50, based on some of the advice of the women who are on her show, Midlife Matters. So welcome, Georgianne. Thank you so much. I am delighted and pumped to be here. I'm glad you're here, too. Okay, I want to tell everybody how we met. Um, 2014, spring, I was still a professor at the University in Connecticut. I had just started my website, which for me was really scary, VickiRoldArt.com. All it had on it at the time were some of my um, memoir portraits and blog stories to go along with what was going on you know, when that portrait was created. And I was not one to share my art with the public, and so that was a huge step for me. And I was sitting in my office on my campus, and I received this email from this stranger saying, hey you want to be on my show? And I'm like, who is this woman? And so I think I was on your show May 2nd, 2014, something it like that. So it, was, it was definitely around that time. Yes. Yeah. So that was a really cool experience. And I'm so glad that you're on my show now. So this Thanks. is fun. <laughs> okay. I want to let everybody know what I'm doing while we're talking. Um, on Unstuck Joy, I always do an art vision journal page that you can do at home. And this one is based on a collage that Georgianne uses during some of her workshops called a zest quest, the continuing quest for zest in life after 50. And I've already done one. You can see here, and I have it posted on my um, Unstuck Joy page. And so I'm going to do another one today, and I totally recommend this. It's so fun and powerful to intentionally find photos that kind of symbolize 
your quest for zest during midlife because we need to keep on rolling and keep going. And so um, I'm going to work on it and we'll talk about the contents of it later. Okay, Georgianne, tell us about your show, Midlife Matters. What inspired you to host the show and what's the format of it? I had written 55 Plus Unite and was preparing to do a few um, workshops and presentations. And that's when I came up with this idea of doing the Zest, Quest for Zest um, meetings that I had. I had two separate series and we did collages at the end of each because I was really looking to, it was a research effort to really reinforce some of what I was coming to believe were true things about women in midlife. And a little frustrated that my book didn't reach a broader audience. So I thought, okay, let's take my own advice. There's, you know, always plan B, C, D, E. If plan A doesn't work, uh, there's 25 (laughs) other letters in the alphabet. So um, the medium of YouTube TV certainly um, was gaining popularity. This was about six years ago. And I had been on TV for a couple of times. So another example of me following my own advice was looking for patterns and synchronicity. So I'm saying, why am I being invited on TV twice in a short period of time? One was at a community channel through a college I graduated from, and one was um, in a town nearby. And maybe I should consider that as a medium. And I have to admit, I actually hoped they wouldn't get back to me because I knew it was going (laughs) to be a lot of work. With the technology and the responsibility of having an ongoing um, show. But the woman was just tremendous, Susan, who's the executive yeah. director at the studio, and was so welcoming, and she's in our age range. I'm a, significantly older than you, but in that 50-plus. Yes. And so the format is uh, fairly structured. I have a human resources background. I've done a lot of interviewing and career development, so I drew on that. And I do pre-interviews, outlines, Uh, they're not scripts. It's a half-hour show, it's taped, and then we insert images, which is a little bit like the collage work in terms Mm -hmm. of trying to reinforce the messages. And I always ask folks to just share their story. Um, I don't present any real surprises to them. And generally, we start with what they're doing now, but then how they got there, so the reflective look back. And I always end with advice they'd give their younger selves, like at 25 and maybe 40, as well as um, a favorite quote. So I have some structure to it, but I really try to let it be the individual woman's story. Yeah. And you you call the older chapter, you know, the later chapters in life, the zenith years. And so what does that mean to you? Why do you call it zenith? I came up with it as an idea of way of talking about being very positive about how we can grow and develop. And that um, I even looked up the definition in the dictionary, being the old English major. You know, <laughs> and it's, it's like a pinnacle of um, pulling together all the rich experiences that we've had, the good, the bad, and the ugly. And mm. really recognizing them and recognizing our own unique gifts and talents and seeing ourselves as able to really flourish and bloom. Yes, because that's one thing, um, when I was reading back through um, 55 Unite, 
preparing for the show, that was one of the themes throughout is you have to be in learning mode. You can't yes. just calcify. And so why is that so important to you to remind women we need to be in that learning mode? I think one thing for women that is separate from men to an extent is the whole youth and beauty element of being young. And so how we define ourselves mm -hmm. as women has mm -hmm. that as a component. We all, you know, have our different efforts at trying to put our best face forward, so to speak. As we age, society can give us a lot of messages that um, that was the most important thing about us or that, mm -hmm. that that was currency we had that we no longer have. We can become what some people call invisible. Right. And I think that can diminish. It's not that everyone's fixated on how they look, but the idea of we need to constantly replenish ourselves and reinvent ourselves and that older women really need to claim their place in society and we can really best do that by helping each other so i think uh, it's not to say men don't encounter things where they're feeling a little pushed to the side career-wise or but women i think it's more dimensional and i know more about women than men so that's what i focus on yeah that's true <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, give us some examples of some of the women's stories that have been on Midlife Matters that really stood out to you to, you know, focus on that they're not stuck. They're evolving and saying, hey, you know, what can I do now? What's next? I was thinking about, you know, some common patterns with the women. And I would say all of the women I've interviewed, and I will give a couple of stories, really do not see themselves as victims. Mm. They take action. Mm -hmm. They embrace doing something new. They they take risks, and they're they're not what is uh, they are what is um, called a growth mindset, where they're yes. not slaves to praise. So they can actually try some things, and maybe it doesn't work out, and they go on to the next thing. So sometimes it's through um, adversity. So one woman always worked in um, restaurants when she was younger, but she was more, as she called it, front of the house, gets um, into her career as a speech pathologist and loses her husband very early, and they have three children, and she took a break from her career because she felt that as a therapist, she couldn't really give her children and families the support they needed because her well had run dry, and she mm -hmm. goes off on this sabbatical to become a chef. Wow. And she won a prize, you know, and she she became a mentor to other people studying in the program she was in. And she needed to go back to her career at some point for financial reasons, but she carried it along with her. So she taught um, continuing education at night. She had a TV show for a period of time. She did a couple of other stints in her chosen field, speech pathology, and now she's a chef for seminarians. Wow. I mean, just... What an amazing story. And she's the one who says, you know, life is going to throw lemons at you. And the best thing is forget the lemonade, make lemon souffle. Okay, I saw that quote in the guidebook. Yeah, <laughs> so that's I mean, a great quote. So taking a situation where she could have felt like my old self is never going to be here again. I'm broken. I'm going to kind of just get along. I'm going to hang on to my career because now I have one less income in the family. She really just, you know, thought enough of herself to give herself a break. Right. And what I love about this story, because let me back up a little bit. Yeah, you said that sure. she became a chef for people in seminary. 
Yeah. Right. Yeah. I yeah, mean, like that's, that's for- not like a quote unquote normal thing. No. Like, yeah, I'm going to no. go do that. And right. so I love that, that she was so open to find this, not the well beaten path, not the well trodden path, but just to kind of create her own thing and be, I'm sure that was a process of being open to these little breadcrumb clues to say, Oh, huh. What about that? And I love those kind of stories because um, I have a very traditional family, and a lot of times it's like, well, you go from point A to point B. It's a straight line. You don't get off the train, mm-hmm. and if you do kind of veer off of it, is that considered a quote-unquote failure? Yes. And, you know, she could have beaten herself up, I'm sure, mm-hmm. to say, oh, no, I failed. I can't, I can't be that crazy to go off on this unknown thing. Yes, and in her situation, I wouldn't think of her as particularly um, religious, she had a you know, Catholic upbringing, as it turns out. But there were some nuns who are amazing ladies. I had them on my show yeah. really make things happen. And they were extremely helpful to her during her husband's a brief illness and, and his loss. And um, so that was probably a, a thread, you know, mm-hmm. because that brought her a little closer to seeing the power of community. And I don't know exactly how the seminarian thing came around. And really now she's closer to retirement age, but she's loving it and so she did a couple of different things with this alternate path and really healed herself by taking some time right with a sabbatical to sit back and think now what yes oh my god that's so important and I have to say that that was a transition for me going from professor world you know I taught Mm -hmm. 17 years total university level and just being so busy all the time, you know, classes at a certain time, grading papers all the time and committees and research and all that kind of stuff. And to just up and quit, I was like, um, aren't you supposed to, what are you doing? (laughs) Aren't you supposed to be doing something all the time? And for the first year, that was really tough for me because I was beating myself up saying, well, you're not doing much, you know, you're not accomplishing and that's just been such a well-worn thing in my psyche, you know, uh-huh. since birth. And so it's kind of, that's my goal for 2018 is just to focus on my joy and see where that takes me. Because if you're not having fun, what's the point? <laughs> I, I do think, yes, absolutely. I mean, there are times we know when we're really working something that it's less fun, but there'll be a payoff at the end. But I Having myself done 20 years in corporate and 20 years as an independent consultant, I totally resonate with what you're saying and trying to create a new sense of what what is an accomplishment in my new life. What things if I were to do my performance appraisal again from an HR standpoint at the end of a year where I was zigging and zagging, what things would I say were a big deal and what did I learn? And so really being more self-reliant and it is scary not to be in a structured reward um, accomplishment, um, you know, financial benefits of being in a certain job. It's hard to get out of that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, hey, another story. No, go ahead. I was going to say, let's take a quick break and then come back and talk about some of the themes that we can learn for after 50 to have zest in our lives. Wonderful. this is Unstuck Joy, everybody. I'm your host, Vicki Todd. We're talking to Georgianne Lucier, and we will be right back.
Wow. Hey, everyone. Welcome. Uh, welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive By. I'm telling you, I got to pinch myself some days because when each of us gets called to do something that we so not thought was in our real house to do for a purpose that's so much greater than us, we get to show up and shine. If you would like to show up and shine on the Dr. Pat Show as a co-host or sponsor, send us an email to inspire at thedrpatshow.com. The Janice Underwood Show, helping you create the life you want, not the life you tolerate. Tune in each Monday, 9 a.m. Pacific on Transformation Talk Radio as Janice delves into the life creator system and the next step in your spiritual evolution. Janice Underwood is gifted at helping spiritually minded people shift their mindsets to unleash the creator within. Our souls wish to wake us up. Those of us listening hear the call. Do you? For more information, visit JaniceUnderwood.com. Are you looking for the perfect setting for your next workshop or retreat? At Spirit Fire Meditative Retreat Center, cultivating consciousness is what we do best. Our guests count on us to create an atmosphere that supports serenity and well-being. We lead from the heart and create space for the mind. Freshly prepared meals designed with local and organic ingredients, 95 acres of beautiful woods and pastures, and a facility built with green in mind. This is what you'll find at Spirit Fire. For more information, visit spiritfireretreatcenter.com. Integrate spirituality into your everyday lives on Universe Soul Heart Radio. Tune in each month on Transformation Talk Radio as Kathleen Johnson explores the concept of sensible spirituality, keeping you grounded, connected, and centered on the path to wholeness. Kathleen has dedicated her life to facilitating holistic healing and wholeness in others. Listen to Universe Soul Heart Radio and learn how to flourish, grow, and impact all we do on planet Earth. For more information, go to universesoulheart.net. Do you ever feel as if you're working twice as hard but only getting half as far? Are you trying to connect with your path in life and finding it elusive? Mainstream Metaphysics Radio is a weekly call-in show where we harness our connection with the universe and use what is in our power to affect change for optimal success and happiness. This hit show bridges the divide between what is and what we do not know. Eve, named one of the country's top psychics, also known as the MBA Psychic, invites you on this journey for this live call-in show with readings, featured guests, leaders, and visionaries in both business and spiritual callings. So join Eve Thursdays at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com as she takes metaphysics mainstream. For more information about Eve, visit EliteTarot.com. That's EliteTarot.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Unstuck Joy. I'm your host, Vicki Todd, and we are talking everything midlife matters with my guest, Georgianne Lucier. So, Georgianne, you have this guidebook, 50 Ways to Grow After the Age of 50, based on some of the advice that you've gotten from the women who are on your show, Midlife Matters. And so um, what are the five ways and some examples maybe to go along with each? Because it's really rich information that you've gotten from your guests. 
Well, thank you. Um, I was inspired to capture some of the patterns and common themes because mm -hmm. my guests are different ages and all different interests and um, accomplishments. And so the first one I talked about was um, adversity, turning adversity into advocacy work. So a number of the guests came on, had suffered a loss, very untimely, um, a child to drugs, mm. um, domestic violence, just, you know, issues where um, someone has gone, it seems like before their time and, and the norm normal grieving doesn't um, seem appropriate. And they created um, organizations, basically, to just help other people in similar situations. Right, so again, I would right. say that that's a growth mindset. It's like, all right, I'm going to take this experience, I'm going to do something and it's very action oriented. So one woman who's in our town in Wallingford, Connecticut, and I actually have known the family since I was in high school, her daughter um, really became a victim of the opiate crisis when it was kind of didn't even have a recognized national name and realized that our nice little cozy town of Wallingford, Connecticut um, had an epidemic growing and she created wow. something called the Coalition for a Better Wallingford. And really it's been in the forefront of all of the efforts uh, in Connecticut and uh, fits very much with what's going on across the nation of either having a bereavement group for parents, um, support groups for families dealing with kids that are, and it's largely young people, not always, in the opiate um, crisis, as well as just trying to do things to do outreach to help people in high school maybe be a little more aware of what some of the consequences of that could be. So, I mean, a person who had never done anything like that, she's a very outgoing person, but she just turned it into something that's very, very positive for many people. Right. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. And like you said, with the domestic violence, you know, losing a spouse right. or, you know, child. And so, you know, those are circumstances that would be so easy for those women to get into that victim mode and just stay in the poor me oh, well, you know, life is over type of thing. And I think that's what you do is so inspirational to give us these examples of other women. So, you know, I may say, wow, either I'm in the same boat or maybe I'm not in the same boat, but if she could do it, then I can do it. And Absolutely. So, and yeah. really, I think to help acknowledge what the women have done, because many of them, you know, it's not the easiest thing to... Um, create an organization and I'm sure they have ups and downs and there's probably politics I would imagine that get into everything we do so it's really nice to celebrate with those mm -hmm. women how far they've come yeah and the courage for them yes. you know to come forward and be vulnerable and share their story because you know sometimes that's like oh gosh you know what are people going to think if I mm -hmm. say this out loud or you know are people going to think badly of me or you know um negatively and so it's a and wonderful the grace thing courage because i recently had a woman on whose son really had an unfortunate situation where he drank something with drugs what whatever the circumstances people left him to die like unattended almost like what happens at fat parties you know where right, they let they right. think they're gonna let the person sleep it off but took his identification and so he ended up like in bellevue like an unknown oh. person I mean, just horrible wow. in terms of the circumstances around it. And she was so brave to come on and, and share that story. I don't know how these women hold it together when they're talking to me. I mean, I wouldn't blame them if we needed to take a break because it's, it's raw for a lot of them. 
Right, right. That's amazing. So that's one of the ways to grow after 50 adversity advocacy and turning that into the lemon souffle to say, hey, you know, let's let's make something good out of this. So, yeah. Another I called bold career moves, which, um, again, what spurred me on to write 55 plus unite as a human resources person, I was running a jobs program after the stimulus, the market crash. And I realized, wow, older women had an extra layer of disadvantage with the market being very slow of getting back into the game and that we could just kind of retreat into ourselves and we need to really help each other, kind of a consciousness raising. So there's people like yourself who listen to your inner voice, which is another topic that I have. And I do reference you without names in, in the book, but you're one of them. And one woman, a story I'll tell is she was a marketing exec and lost her job and just thought initially, well, I'll just go get another job. She was probably in her early 50s would be my guess. And instead, again, she gave herself what I call the gift of time. She was mm-hmm. able to do that financially, whatever she cobbled together. And she had flown her whole life. Her family used their little Piper plane as like the station wagon. They used to, oh, her mother wow. and father were pilots and they hopscotched all over the place. And she always kept up her licenses and would fly when she'd be on different business trips or whatever, you know, local strip. And so she started working like pumping gas at a airport. She helped one small airport develop more of a training program, get them linked in with some of her marketing skills. And then it turned out she got more ratings. She applied, uh, you know, um, aviation ratings. Mm-hmm. She applied for an Amelia Earhart scholarship and got it to get more ratings to help cool. finance. And now she runs the local airport. Wow. She became an airport manager. And That's she's amazing. Getting more ratings. And she works with the um, Coast Guard for emergency rescue. So she turned an early passion into her second stage. Right. And it helps people. <laughs> and it helps people. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And That's what an amazing. example for, you know, they want to get more young women involved in flying because it's still pretty much a male field. Yeah. And um, so she's a great role model and she's connected with people throughout like, you know, the Connecticut National Guard and different events they have to um, help young girls get get interested in that field. So again, she just took something that was an interest and didn't know what she was going to do with it. But as you say, the breadcrumbs, she just followed it. And she was referred to me by her mother which was the oh, coolest okay. thing. I met her mother, and your mother said, you should get my daughter on your show. Her mother was very proud of her. Yeah, that's it's cool. Yeah. Well, we need, we need to go to another break really quick. So okay. how can people access all of this wonderful stuff that you do with Midlife Matters, your books, your workshops? What is your website, or how can we get in touch with you? Great. Thanks. GeorgianLucier.com. Okay. And they're on Amazon. Okay. The books are on okay. Amazon. Yes, awesome. they're on Amazon. So okay. put my name in the Amazon search box. Thank you. Okay. So we're going to take a break really quick. This is Unstuck Joy. I'm your host, Vicki Todd. We're talking to Georgie and Lucier, and we will be right back. Got 
If you're dealing with fear and anxiety, you've probably noticed that the more you fight these emotions, the stronger they seem to get. Dr. Friedemann Schaub, the author of The Fear and Anxiety Solution, explains that instead of suppressing, we need to identify and resolve the deeper, subconscious root causes of fear and anxiety. His personal breakthrough program has helped thousands worldwide to overcome their emotional challenges. To learn more, visit thefearandanxietysolution.com and schedule your free consultation with Dr. Schaub now. Your happiness is your choice on Natural Peace Radio. Follow Sarah Van Ryswick as she addresses the power of emotions. Each month, Sarah covers different topics as she helps listeners activate their energetic spark and create powerful energy and amazing opportunities. Manifest your desires with Natural Peace Radio. For more information on Sarah and her work, visit naturalpeaceliving.com. To see your life from an angel's perspective, book a personal consultation with Claire Candy Hoff, angelic walk-in angel Ariel at Angel Healing House. Candy provides intuitive counseling, Reiki, and angel readings in person in Los Angeles or nationally and internationally via phone or Skype. She will channel the practical tools you need to transform your life. Call now, 831-277-3716 or visit angelhealinghouse.com. Tune in to The Jen Royster Show, intuitive guidance to inspire your life, each Thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific and 11 a.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com. This amazing show is an inspirational hour that will take you on an epic metaphysical journey to discover the spiritual approach to life's greatest challenges. Dr. Jen is an internationally known intuitive counselor, spiritual teacher, and energy healer. Call in for intuitive readings and visit JenRoyster.com for more information. Hey, did you know why they call the foundation the foundation? It's called the foundation because it completely eliminates your foundation for what you thought your reality was and creates a whole new space where you can have an entirely new reality that is foundationless. So from my point of view, they should call it the unfoundation or the foundationlessness. Either way, there's a big new global rewrite happening again because these guys cannot stop changing. There should be like a change anonymous that Gary and Dane go to. And it's happening April 28th to May 1st. You can find out about it at accessconsciousness.com forward slash global foundation. It's happening in Paris. Go to Paris or do it online or find a pod near you. These are all the options you have. And what else is possible? Everybody. Welcome back to Unstuck Joy. I'm your host, Vicki Todd, and we are talking about Midlife Matters with my guest, Georgianne Lucier. So we have been talking about some of the five ways to grow after 50. And so we've talked about um, turning adversity into advocacy, bold career moves. What were some of the other tips? That well, you one is uh, replenish your repertoire. So a lot of us, having grown in that certainly for myself coming out of the 60s, that generation of the women really flooded college campuses and Mm -hmm. took on managerial roles and just had more accomplishments in the outside world. We tend to have credentials going forward, certainly someone like yourself. And then to 
say, well, maybe we need to do something else, but it doesn't have to be a formal program or degree necessarily. So we can create our own self-study course and use that to do something else. But the important thing is to keep learning and don't let those ruts get in our brain where we only visit certain topics and do things where we already know we're good at. So an example we talked about a little bit at the break is a woman who brought us together who ran a bookstore locally and that was a casualty of the market crash. So then she needed to reinvent herself and she is now the um, digital editor of a global travel magazine. And throughout all this, people would not necessarily realize she has low vision. I mean, she's, I believe, legally blind. She can't drive. And she's editing a global travel magazine. Right. So (laughs) that is the coolest thing. And she had to teach herself how to use the tools to do the digital editing online. I mean, and that could be intimidating to someone who hasn't done that. She also, when she had the bookstore, she had to, well, all of the things that go along with that. And so um, seeing something, even for myself, where I I took on digital editing of of my TV show, I'm at kind of a journeyman level. It's not the final product, but my daughter, who's now 30, had said, Mom, you're not going to live long enough to learn that. (laughs) Oh, thanks. Thanks a lot. (laughs) But I mean, that's just like, seriously, you think you're going to learn digital editing? But I just said, well, I'm going to try. I think I'm supposed to as the host of the show, you know, have a commitment towards this. And so those things, I just kept saying to myself, this is really good for my brain. Right, right. Right. So it's not that I would go and try to get a job doing that, but it's helped me do other things. And, and so like I took whole, it on. A whole yeah. different language to oh. learn that. And that oh. reminds me in um, oops, your book, 55 Plus, you talk about some of the research about midlife brains. Mm-hmm. That we may be slower, but there's a lot of good points that maybe we didn't have when we were younger. And so how did the brains evolve in in better ways? And actually, yes, I looked over, at that time I hadn't read this Growth Mindset by Carol Dweck, D-W-E-C-K, which I know a lot of the schools are embracing. But the idea that we can become smarter, we don't have a fixed IQ or set of skills Mm -hmm. um, that or traits but we can grow and develop them. And so at midlife, yes, we might be slower, say our processing speed in terms of just quickly retrieving a memory or doing things that are, you know, um, on a test wise would be timed, but we have such rich things to draw from. And if we just give it a minute, we pull things from all different avenues. And that's really a lot of what is defined as wisdom. And so when I say we celebrate women's wisdom and wit, Truly, our ability to um, integrate information, to make reasoned judgment, we're much less inclined to be um, succumb to drama, mm-hmm. say, in the workplace. There's a lot of reasons that being the adult in the room is a good thing for an organization to have right. someone who's kind of been there, done that, climbed the ladder, not necessarily that they don't have any goals left, but that they're in a different place. Right. And just making those connections that maybe the experience is helping you to see that, oh, that relates to that in this unique way. When maybe you're younger, you wouldn't be able to see that necessarily. Because you just don't have all those perspectives. And one woman um, with this this book that really influenced me, um, 
Secret Life of the Grown-Up Brain. She called it bilateral sparkle. I'm not sure if she was referencing someone else's research. But that women, called the two sides of the brain, Uh women have easier access to um, toggle between the two sides. And as we grow, that just gets strengthened. So our our brains get fatter as we grow. And that's one of the only ways of getting fatter I know that we can celebrate. It's a good thing. Yeah, it's like our our, um, connecting cord just gets bigger. That's cool. It is, is cool. Is that is that for women? It's research I mean, based. You, it's okay, research-based. and well, it reminds me. I went to a Christmas party last week, and um, one of my friends was talking about a TEDx talk about women's brains versus men's brains. And the speaker had two boxes, and in the women's brain, it had all this stuff that they're pulling oh, yeah. out. And it's all connected and everything. And in the men's brain, it was like one thing. One button. Yep. Yeah, and, and she said there's actually a nothing box. And I'm like, um, how um, do you have nothing? I don't understand how that works. Yeah. So that's really funny. Well, one of the um, ways to grow after 50, you call it using your inside voice, which I think is so like, use your inside voice. But that's not necessarily what you mean with the inside voice. So what no. is that about? I think really recognizing what lies beneath. Mm-hmm. And there's different techniques for doing that. Um you know, the artist within book talks about journaling every morning. The idea is somehow we have to work at letting those thoughts and dreams come up. That right. we tend to suppress them with the dailiness of life. And so getting in touch with what are some of the things we really do want to do. And that could help us see some patterns or some points of light that we can go towards. But if we don't know what it is, it's really we're just going to muddle around. So finding your inside voice to really to really have techniques and habits that help us get in touch with what would we most like to do with this one precious life. Yeah. And um, like we said, you know, following the breadcrumb um, trail, Mm -hmm. because you had done that, you know, you said, well, I was asked to be on a couple of TV shows and maybe there's something to that. Right. And now you're hosting your own show. Right. So. I think that's the superpower is to have that quiet time, go within and not just poo-poo it as, ah, that doesn't really mean anything. It's just coincidence. It, it right. does mean something. Right. It could, it could seem silly. And the other thing I say um, in the book is just try not to share your ideas with too many people because they'll, mm-hmm. there's a lot of naysayers, mm-hmm. a lot of people who come from a different point of view, and it's easy to get discouraged. Yes. So at some point, even though I'm a like true extrovert and that a ton is private. I have learned to be more conscious of, I need to keep them some things to myself while it's in the um, germination stage Yeah, and, and not open it up for other people to rain on the parade sort of thing. Yes. Setting boundaries. Cause I wasted a lot of time trying to convince (laughs) the naysayer that this is a really good idea and come along with me. And this is why you should like it too. And they're never going to come along with you. (laughs) No. Or afterwards they're like, Oh, that's pretty cool. It's like, yeah, okay. (laughs) I did it on my own, but (laughs) thanks. You know, you're kind of diminishing the power of this. So that goes into, um, the last, way to grow after 50 is to treasure your tribe because it may not be the people in your household or your coworkers that are super excited, but finding those ladies in your tribe who are like, yes, this is awesome. My observation is that we have one or two people in our lives who stick with us no matter what, 
but there do come points where if we're going to do something dramatic, dramatically different, it could be threatening to people who are in our current life, like our work situation yeah. or um, customs within the family, yeah. everybody showing up at a certain place, you know, for the holidays or whatever. And to take a departure from that doesn't have good response from a lot of people and not to take that too personally to understand it's affecting them, but it doesn't need to direct where we go. So being right. being open to letting go some of those things and let them find their own settling point and really seeking other people who you can um, share on your new journey. Yeah, because it's so important. And that's why I loved, you know, doing our artist chick dates with mm-hmm. you when I still lived in Connecticut to have those people where you can freely, openly say vulnerably say I have this new idea and to have you say that's great you Mm -hmm. should follow that you know because it's so encouraging because you know sometimes the people who say oh well you know maybe think about that a little bit Mm -hmm. it's all coming from that fear ego space of trying to keep you safe and maybe safety is not what you need yes having that open dialogue with someone to just explore I think is just a wonderful gift we can give each other yeah 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 that's awesome. Well, tell us again what your website is because okay. on the website, you okay, can find thanks. everything. It's my name, which is Georgianne Lucier. I assume that'll be put up somewhere. Dot com. So okay. um, it's there. And then the you know products are on Amazon. And uh, it's just very exciting to follow my way through as I'm, I'm six years into this now doing more work with, with women's groups. Although I started when I was 28 because I did my master's in organizational development, uh, the topic on my final paper was women in business. Yeah. So again, and that's red. Yes. And just okay. because Georgianne is in Wallingford, Connecticut, and it's a community TV show, all of your shows are on YouTube videos. Yes. And so anybody, anywhere can watch the shows and find yes. the inspiration. I have them awesome. on my website under the Midlife Matters tab, but also if you go to YouTube and put my name in, it's an unusual spelling, so you'll get right to it. Yeah, cool. Okay, we're going to take one last break. This is right. Unstuck Joy. I'm Vicki Todd talking Midlife Matters with Georgian Lucier, and we'll be right back. Knowledge Book Radio with Marge Fantastic has a special gift for everyone out there. To receive three chapters of the Knowledge Book as a special gift, send your email to mmjp99 at gmail.com. That's Amazon Mary, Amazon Mary, JP99 at gmail.com now to receive this fabulous, fabulous gift of the Knowledge Book. Choose the new earth on the Cornelia Stephanie show. Tune in each week on Transformation Talk Radio as Cornelia takes listeners on an odyssey of higher consciousness to inspire, educate, and empower. Cornelia guides people on the path of self-healing, peace, and liberation. The Cornelia Stephanie Show is your catalyst for anchoring heaven on earth on a global scale. For more information, go to CorneliaStephanie.com. Gain powerful insight and practical tools to support you on your spiritual journey. Access your higher self and tune in every second and fourth Thursday at 12 p.m. Pacific to A Life Untethered with Andrew Martin and now co-host Jeremy Nudell. Walking the path of freedom. 
Andrew is a highly attuned, intuitive oracle, energy worker, spiritual teacher, and international radio host. For more about Andrew and his services, visit andrewmartin.energy. What is a brilliant culture, and how do we create them? Why are they important? Claudette Rowley has created a breakthrough five-step process to help you align your culture with your business strategy for exceptional results. Looking for a culture that drives organizational excellence? Listen to Cultural Brilliance Radio, the second and fourth Friday of each month at 10 a.m. Pacific and 1 p.m. Eastern on Transformation Talk Radio. To learn more or work with Claudette, visit culturalbrilliance.com. Transformation Talk Radio is dedicated to the education and awareness of Lyme disease. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Lyme Talk Radio. I'm Dr. Pat, joined here by Dr. Nusheen Darvish. Dr. Pat Basili and Dr. Nusheen Darvish will be bringing the most innovative, groundbreaking information, research, treatment innovations, and stories from those it affects every day. I'm so excited to be talking about this. We have so much to share. Dr. Darvish and I are planning to do is connect the dots. People suffering with all sorts of chronic diseases, it's time. It is time for them to transform. Tune into Lyme Talk Radio and help keep our mission strong. For the loyal listeners out there that have been listening to this incredible show on Lyme disease, we are not going to let you down. We're going to come through stronger and enrich the platform for Lyme disease awareness through Lyme Talk Radio. The message will continue. The conversations will become stronger and the healing epic. Welcome back to Unstuck Joy. I'm talking with my guest, Georgian Lucier. And so the caregiving component is really important to you, Georgian, because I know that you took care of your elderly mom. So how are you using that to advocate? That was an experience where I was very much partners with my mom through my life. Um, Mm -hmm. My brother had traumatic brain injury when I was young, and so I helped her. And then she helped me when my daughter was born and I was working in the corporate world. And then she just started before she, you know, passed. She had a three-year decline. So I had to make decisions all along the way, like, what does this mean for me? And I, I think it's a common experience for women at midlife because women yeah. tend to be the ones in the family who everyone looks to for caregiving. Right. So I did set up a caregiving website. The link is on my main georgianlucier.com site. I really felt compelled to just share what I learned and I spoken at a few caregiver conferences and I published a little booklet um, with some humor in it about how we really need to forgive ourselves as caregivers because it's one of the hardest things in the whole world, particularly if you have any dementia going on or there's just the demands far exceed our abilities. And so I really thought, again, a a theme for me with women is self-compassion and having self-compassion in a situation like that is hard because you get home and think, gee, I didn't need to be quite so crabby um but that we're all human right right yeah and i think that that's such a great idea to share your experience with it and to put some humor in it because 
I have to say, I'm so thankful for my brother because he still lives in Texas. My dad's in a nursing home. My mom, um, you know, she probably needs assisted living, but, you know, she's not quite there yet. And so I'm not there dealing with it, and he is. But I'm sure that a lot of people feel alone. Mm Mm-hmm there's really nobody to talk to. And maybe that's one of those things that people don't really share their stories. And so I think that's wonderful that you've put in writing and talking about, Hey, you know, this is what's going on and it's okay. Because mm-hmm. that can be hard for people. Yeah, I know. Uh, one thing that you have talked about is that in midlife and through what you've learned with writing the book and doing the TV show that you've really become more comfortable with being summoned versus striving. And I thought that was such an interesting way to put it. So what do you mean by that? Well, I, again, having a human resources background, doing a lot of development work, a lot of emphasis on careers. So you get this degree and what are, what's available and what's are some options. The idea, you know, what, what do you want to be in five years? I mean, think of how right. stupid that question is now as we yeah, look at it. But the idea that, as you said earlier, there's a linear path. So now I've gotten more comfortable with, I don't always know where things are going and that's okay. Some that's people okay. live that way more earlier in their lives, but I think the emphasis on, Again, degrees and credentials and positions and jobs and all that, we can get very trapped with external recognition of what we're doing versus feeling good about pursuing things that we're not sure where we're going, but we're on our way. Right. And it's, yeah. it's really changing your definition of success. Yes. Because, you know, when you're younger, success is the job title and, you know, that maybe you drive a certain car. And how and much I've, money you make. Absolutely. Yeah. I was very much driven by that. And yeah. because that's what was kind of in front of me. Yeah. And, and at I, 44, I'm like, mm, not so much. <laughs> right. Yeah, I know. Like, ah, you know, okay. to, to me, success is I want to be happy yeah. and whatever that means. And it's always bugged me to live with a bunch of question marks. And so as I was making the transition from steady job to, you know, still searching, and I'm still searching. Absolutely. It's like the question marks, if you change the perception, it's exciting. It's curiosity. It's, oh, you know, where could that lead type of thing? And so it really is a, this shift of the mindset with it being summoned. And I think that also goes back to the spiritual thing you were talking about, you, you looking inside. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. And having that as your anchor and and honoring that and knowing it's not going to all happen at once, but it's never too old to start something new. Yeah. And it's okay yeah. if you don't know the answers to those okay. question marks. Yeah. Right. Well, you do a lot of um, really cool hands-on exercises that you mentioned in the book. And I've been in some of your workshops where you've done that. So you talk about pigtailing. Mm-hmm. So what is the pigtail and how does that pigtailing help us? Pigtailing, I learned building self-managed teams with high-performance work systems and some consultants introduced it to me, and I really introduced it in the 55-plus book and some of the workshops of saying, what happened, why did it happen, what did we learn, and where do we go from here? Which is so contrary to saying the business world, or and I'm sure academics, whatever, something doesn't go great, you know, search for the guilty, or something does go great, you get a bonus or something, but not a lot of reflection of what are the different factors that made that turn out the way it did so it's the double loop the pigtail is the idea of a loop that you want to loop your thinking and not just take the outcome focus but say what happened in between a and c there was a b in there basically because that's where the greatest learning is 
Yeah. Because the okay. factors will always change. But if you know what the contributing factors and some organizations will have a lot of successes and they attribute it to their own wonderfulness. And actually they had <laughs> a lot of external forces that were there that aren't going to be there forever. And so it's a dangerous thing for people or organizations to just take things at face value. So it's the, the value of reflecting. But I think the pigtail is a great way of reminding people about the circular. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's what an actual pigtail does is swirly and curly. It's a curlicue. So it goes back. Yeah. I like that. Um, well, I'm, I'm going to show my yes. zest quest. So um, this is what Georgian does in some of her workshops. And you do it as kind of a communal collage where it's not an individual thing, but you have everybody work on it. At, at my, in my two zest fests, we ended like a six-session uh, um series with communal workshops yes yeah which i think yeah. is really cool so with mine i have this lady kind of looking like she's looking into the future and mm -hmm. she's serene yet determined mm -hmm. and very positive this lady um we were talking about this over the break i found a picture it's a watercolor painting of a costume design for an opera and i can't remember which one like 1931 ish um, the textured slipper to remind me that my journey is textured. And like we're saying, you know, the little breadcrumb um, yep. clues, the ancient wisdom, and mm -hmm. also my owl. And I did this on purpose because Thank the owl you. is your symbol. I love for, her. I love why, her. Why do you use the owl as a symbol for midlife matters? I realize owls have always been a totem for me since I was young. And once I started looking back through some of my things, people gave me so many owls. I hadn't ever really focused on it. And when I needed a theme for the show, the owl presented itself. Yeah. And a totem owl is thought to represent, um, you know, being able to see in the dark, um, the, the wisdom of owls and being comfortable with the shadow self because mm -hmm. they are very often in the dark. And so um, wisdom, really. Yeah. And I did a wonky owl to remind me to listen to the unconventional wisdom. Absolutely. And you just reminded me, I have the little owl that you gave me, the glass oh, owl, yeah. on my desk. There and you so are. I have it there. What a perfect way to end. I know. Well, this is so wonderful. I'm so glad that we could, you know... Three and a half years later, we could reciprocate, and you're on my yes. show. So um, if you gave midlife women one little Scooby bite or nutshell thing to take away from today, what would that be? To be kind to yourself, to have self-compassion, find out what lies beneath, and have the courage to go forth. Yeah. And... I like the self-compassion part because it's so easy to beat ourselves up mm -hmm. and say, Ugh. and that's one thing I'm really working on is the self-care. Yes. I'm going to get a massage after this show. Nice. <laughs> so that, that's part of the stuff is to say, you know what, if you need a break, mm -hmm. take it, which mm -hmm. is an awesome thing. So your website, one more time. GeorgianLucier.com. Okay. And I hope and, folks will visit your yes. viewers visit and uh, there's a lot of neat stuff on there yeah because like we said your show midlife matters turns into youtube videos and so yes. anybody in the world can watch mm -hmm. and listen to these wonderful interviews with women in midlife about how they've shifted and zigged and zagged as you say and it's so inspirational thank you so much vicky this has been a great opportunity yeah this is awesome thanks Yay. Yay.
Well, thanks, everybody. I hope you have a wonderful transition into 2018. This is Unstuck Joy, and we will talk to you in the new year. Thanks, everybody. You've been listening to Unstuck Joy, the art of living on purpose with Vicki Todd. This hit show is where your higher purpose is revealed and cultivated. Now you too can share your unique light and special gifts with the world. Vicki's dedication to raising your life's purpose to something extraordinary is unending. So don't miss out on your opportunity. Catch Unstuck Joy monthly with Vicki Todd and Dr. Pat Basili. For more information about Vicki and her work, go to VickiWorldArt.com. That's V-I-C-K-I WorldArt.com. The preceding audio was via a Skype call.